Are you bored of where you live? Fed up with not having a room with a moat? Or a garden big enough for a parade of elephants? Maybe it's time for a change. So, here are a few options to think about in your house search. First up, have you ever considered renting Buckingham Palace? Smack dab in the center of London, the sprawling palace is one of the most visited tourist spots in the UK, especially for people looking for a taste of the royal treatment. In the early 1700s, the Duke of Buckingham commissioned an architect named William Wind to build Buckingham House. Yes, house, not palace. It was only the early beginnings of what the Grand Palace looks like today. In 1761, King George III bought Buckingham House for his wife, Queen Charlotte. But it was their son, King George IV, who began to morph Buckingham Palace into its current magnificence. Maybe, in fact, he may have gone a bit overboard. King George IV had great taste in decor. He appointed John Nash, a neoclassical architect, to elevate the building and its grounds to a shining monument of opulence. Parliament agreed to cover 150,000 pounds, about $200,000 of the bill. But by the end, the renovation costs had spiraled out of control to nearly half a million, which is close to $1 billion in today's currency. With 775 rooms, the palace has a lot to offer, including some unique features that you might not find in other properties on the market, such as a river that runs beneath it. Back in the day, the River Tyburn was packed with salmon, a fisherman's daydream. Today, it flows through an underground channel, trickling beneath Buckingham Palace on its way through London. Some fishing enthusiast organizations have rallied to bring the river back up above ground, but that would mean tearing down several buildings along the way, including Buckingham Palace. So they might need to settle for other places to cast off for the time being. Buckingham Palace's 39-acre garden has many uses. It's the Queen's private London garden, and it also plays a key part in many royal events throughout the year. The most famous of these events are the Queen's Garden Parties, which can each welcome up to 24,000 guests into the garden's walls. The size of the garden is so vast that it could fit 29 football fields inside its walls and still have a bit of room to host afternoon tea. There's even a lake. Camels, crocodiles, elephants, and many other whimsical members of the animal kingdom have called the palace home. During the rule of King Henry VIII, deer roamed wild throughout the grounds. Then, years later, King James introduced an entire zoo, which future royals after him gladly took up as a tradition. Queen Charlotte was given a zebra and eight elephants, and Queen Victoria had great fun riding Jumbo, ringmaster P.T. Barnum's famous circus elephant. So how much would it cost to rent out Buckingham Palace for a month? Well, it comes in at a budget-friendly amount of about $17.5 million a month. That means it would fetch about $230 million a year in rent. Let's put that number in perspective. For $17.5 million, you could buy the world's most expensive watch, encrusted with 1,200 diamonds. So that's a $3.5 million clock for yourself and three of your friends. And you'd still have $3 million left over. If Buckingham Palace isn't your flavor, maybe another royal residence, Windsor Castle, might better suit your taste. The castle spans over 580,000 square feet and holds a millennium of royal history, dating all the way back to the Normans. 
Windsor Castle is the largest and oldest occupied castle in the entire world. First built by William the Conqueror in the 11th century, it's been the home of 39 monarchs since. Now, the queen spends most of her weekends away from her duties at the castle. Some of its highlights include a moat room. Yeah, a room for your moat. In the state apartments, you can view paintings created by many famous artists hanging on the walls. And of course, there are the arms and armor in the grand vestibule. I keep my armor in the grand vestibule in my house too. So how much would this beauty cost to rent? The monthly rent would cost you as much as to buy 40 average UK homes mortgage-free, which is $13.6 million. For the same amount, you could also buy a private island 30 minutes off the coast of Manhattan. So choose wisely. If neither of those is in your budget, how about Kensington Palace? It's the current home of Prince William and Kate Middleton in the center of London near Hyde Park. It's filled with multiple wings and royal apartments where many past royals have called home, one of which being Princess Diana. Will and Kate's apartment is far from what you'd picture when you think of a regular one. It's more like a mansion inside a larger mansion. A portion of it even includes a clock tower. In 1689, King William and Queen Mary bought the mansion in a village called Kensington for £20,000, about $5.3 million today. At the time, it was called Kensington House. Since then, Generations of royals have continued to live in the palace. Queen Anne worked on expanding its gardens and also built the Orangery, which started out as a greenhouse. Now it serves as a restaurant open to the public. With a measly 20 rooms, it makes up for it with 30 acres of grounds. Inside, there are two greeting rooms and multiple studies for the royals to work in. Plus, it has three kitchens. So, you could get three different midnight snacks and never visit the same fridge twice. In addition, the royal apartment inside has its own private gym and an elevator, which is helpful since it spans four different floors. Renting Kensington Palace would set you back about $2.1 million a month. $2.1 million could get you a top-end Lamborghini, which has 770 horsepower and can zoom up to 60 miles per hour in just 2.8 seconds. You'd have some cash left over, though, because the Lamborghini only costs $1.9 million. So you could throw a few Honda Civics in your shopping cart, too, if you wanted. Sandringham House is the beloved country home away from home of Queen Elizabeth II. Sandringham is a huge estate that the royals use for many occasions, since it has features ranging from fruit farms to a full museum. Mostly, it's where the English royals love to spend their winter holidays. It's in Norfolk, England, about 100 miles north of London, and is built on 20,000 acres of land. To put that in perspective, an acre was first measured as the size of land that could be plowed in one day with an ox in the Middle Ages. So, to plow Sandringham Estates land in one day, you would need 20,000 people and 20,000 oxen. In 1862, the British royal family bought the estate as a country retreat for the Prince of Wales, Edward VII, and his fiancée, Alexandra of Denmark. After that, the estate was passed on to Queen Elizabeth II. There are more than 200 people who work on the estate, which includes farmers, gardeners, and workers in the sawmill and fresh apple juice pressing plant. How much would monthly rent be in this sprawling abode? About the same cost as buying 53 Arabian horses, which is $8.5 million. 
The Palace of Versailles in France was originally a private retreat for Louis XIII and his family. Under the direction of Louis XIV, the royal residence was expanded and remodeled into immense and ornate premises surrounded by stately gardens. Every detail of it was designed to glorify Louis XIV and highlight his extravagance. A landscape artist crafted French gardens with fountains that created an illusion of magically still water, meant to express the power the king had over even nature. It was also the private residence of Marie Antoinette. Of all of them, the most decadent room is the Hall of Mirrors. It's a long gallery lined with 17 mirrors, which sit opposite 17 windows to reflect the gardens outside. Opulent chandeliers gleam on the intricately painted ceiling, and the walls are built from white marble. How much does it cost to live like Marie Antoinette for a month? Well, there actually are rooms available for the public to rent. They start at $2,600, and with 2,300 rooms in total, that brings the rental value for the whole place up to $179 million per month. That's the equivalent of buying 55 grand pianos sculpted from pure crystal, which costs $3.2 million each. Okay, but really, did you know there are castles you can actually rent? There's a castle called Pete's Castle in Ireland, which was built over 600 years ago. Even though it has retained its original structure from the 1400s, in modern years, it's been renovated to make it a dream destination. But keep in mind, it's an actual ancient castle, so it's no Four Seasons. There are narrow staircases, and none of the rooms were designed for running water. Meaning, if you need the bathroom at 3 a.m., it's a chilly walk. It costs $145 per night, and it's open for anyone looking for a royally extravagant holiday to rent. If that's more in your budget range, I understand. We can't all have the money to buy 53 Arabian horses every month. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. No matter how tired you are, you can't go to bed in Buckingham Palace if the Queen is still awake. Members of the royal family can only doze off after the Queen does. You can't take selfies with members of the royal family. The exact reasons for this ban are unknown. They can have a little conversation with you. They don't sign autographs, so nobody can forge the royal signature. Some superstars follow their example. Many people sell items with a celebrity signature for a high price. When the queen gets up from a dinner table, everyone also has to stand up. This rule applies to members of the royal family as well. They also stand up when the queen enters or leaves the room. The British royals are required to have natural hair color. They can't choose extravagant haircuts that can change their image. Their nails must always look perfect. The only nail polish that's allowed is pale pink. Their facial makeup has to be simple. It's forbidden to apply makeup in public. All descendants of the royal family must obtain the approval of the current monarch before proposing. This rule is in the Royal Marriages Act and has been in effect since 1772. Members of the royal family aren't allowed to eat shellfish. Dishes made out of it most often cause food poisoning. Currently, there are no strict rules of behavior when greeting the queen, but some royal family members choose the traditional greeting. Men do a slight neck bow and women curtsy. 
Such a formality is the rules of etiquette. Other people greet the queen with a customary handshake, but only if she extends her hand. The royals should not accept gifts from individuals not personally known to them, so they don't put themselves under any obligation to the donor. They may receive flowers and foodstuff in reasonable amounts, copies of non-controversial books given by the author, and other items of small monetary value. According to the royal wedding traditions, royal brides must carry at least one sprig of myrtle in their hands during the ceremony. Myrtle symbolizes hope and love, and every royal bride must add it to her bouquet. The royal family members also have to go through passport control. Of course, they don't stand in lines like other passengers, but they still must get the stamp on their passports. Everyone does it, except for the queen. She doesn't need a passport because all passports in the country are issued on behalf of Her Majesty. When crossing any border, the queen is only asked for her full name, address, nationality, and place of birth. The queen doesn't have a driver's license either. She is the only person in the UK who can drive a car without license plates. It's forbidden for two heirs to fly on the same plane or ride the same train. This is necessary to protect the royal family. Family trips are also prohibited, but Queen Elizabeth sometimes makes exceptions and allows that. During any event, the queen shakes hands with many people. To prevent catching any disease, she must always wear gloves. There's a rule for holding a cup of tea. The thumb and index finger should support the upper part of the handle. The middle finger should hold the lower part. The cup handle should always direct at three o'clock. The royal family lady should try drinking from the same place to avoid multiple lipstick stains on the edge of the cup. British royals are to master the art of the right handshake. The proper way to do it is to maintain eye contact and make two shakes. This is necessary not to maintain contact with people for too long, and to show that royal family members treat everyone with equal respect. Every royal dinner is about following hundreds of rules and protocols: seating of guests, the layout of cutlery, the proper serving dishes, following etiquette during meals, and much more. For example, according to etiquette, the queen talks to the person on her right during the first course. When the second course is served, the queen communicates with the guest on the left side. Members of the royal family should know and respect the customs, traditions, and rules of etiquette of the countries they visit. They are also always accompanied by a professional translator who helps in unclear situations. At any events at Buckingham Palace and beyond, women must take off their hats after 6 p.m. and wear tiaras. This rule applies only to married women. It's not a strict rule, but the royal family ladies are advised to stand and walk down the stairs, keeping their chin straight and parallel to the ground. As they descend the stairs, their hands should always be at their sides. One of the main rules during royal trips is to wear appropriate clothes. The royal family is forbidden to travel in simple, ordinary outfits—sneakers, hoodies, or jeans. They should always look perfect. That's why they wear strict business suits or dresses. It's also important that members of the royal family add elements of local culture to their outfits. For example, a maple leaf brooch on a trip to Canada. The queen should wear bright outfits during her trips so that she can be seen from afar in a crowd.
there are special assistants for outfits. They travel to countries weeks and even months in advance before the royal family visits. They plan what outfits to pick up for the royals, so they blend in with the local landscape and views. They check the patterns and colors of clothing, so it wouldn't mean something bad and wouldn't be offensive to locals. The assistant finds out in advance which places the queen will take off her shoes or where she may need a handkerchief. Her travel wardrobe is well planned to the smallest detail. There always has to be something black in the wardrobe during royal trips. If one of the members suddenly passes away, everyone should look appropriate as a sign of mourning. During trips to other cities and countries, members of the royal family can't spend time the way they want. Any visit consists of official meetings and dinners with senior government officials. There is about an hour left for walking and exploring local attractions. Every step of the royal figure is planned minute by minute, from lunch starting time to its ending, or when they need to get in a car, and so on. They get most of their rest time while moving from place to place. The royal family members must travel throughout Britain and the Commonwealth. In the past, it was necessary, so the royals knew how ordinary people lived. And people needed to know what their rulers looked like. Since television and the internet appeared, the family's journey has been more symbolic. The visits demonstrate that the people are protected. Trips to other countries are often associated with a charity. Members of the royal family speak at conferences addressing the current global problems. They also establish and improve diplomatic relations. The people who organize these trips have a lot of responsibilities too. For example, a special assistant goes to all the countries that Her Majesty plans to visit about six months before the start of the Queen's journey. In these countries, they study the local ways of life, culture, people's behavior, current problems, the political situation, and they designate dangerous places. Members of the royal family should have at least a little knowledge about the life of the country they're visiting. Talented assistants help them in this. A whole group of people with the head of a household and food management among them arrive at the countries the royals plan to visit in advance. They create an individual menu for each heir. They also instruct foreign chefs not to cook dishes with garlic and a huge amount of spices to prevent the royals from getting bad breath. By the way, the queen doesn't like garlic. Nobody puts it in meals. One of the former royal chefs revealed some of the queen's all-time favorite foods, telling the world she's an absolute chocoholic, but also likes steaks. Her Majesty preferred to keep it secret because otherwise all the cooks would only serve her favorites. Royal family assistants also tell the hotel staff what each member of the family's favorite drink is. Specially appointed doctors visit all countries in advance. They check all the hospitals of those countries that Her Majesty and other royal members will visit. The doctor learns the quality of the local medical system. They need to know where there can be a shortage of certain meds and bring them with them. A personal first aid kit for each family member is prepared for all occasions. <laughs>